Let's get back to the drive on the home of the Sens, TSN 1200. Now it's time for Need to Know Basis. Welcome back to the drive. Lieber Sage, AJ Jackiebeck, Mac Conazvita. Three hours down, one to go. Rockin' AJ Jackiebeck, International Women's Day. Yeah, that's an AJ request right there. L7. You were rocking out, so I guess it was. Fired up. What do we need to know? Camp Talbot is out three weeks. Lower body injury, according to head coach DJ Smith, which means Mad Sogard and Kevin Mandelaze will have to take the lion's share of the action, most notably Sogard, for the foreseeable future. Sogard gets a start tomorrow night in Seattle. Ottawa needs a bounce back after their disappointing effort and result in Chicago. Patrick Brown also expected to draw in for the Senators. Catch all the action tomorrow, 8 o'clock pregame, 10 o'clock start right here on TSN 1200. Big curling action today. Brennan Botcher win. Or is that that was Reed Carruthers? Sorry. Reed Carruthers, you're mixing up WC one yeah, and WC two, and that's a, it's an easy mistake to make. AJ, the Brendan Botcher. I'm like, who? All right, Reed Carruthers. Yes, Reed Carruthers did win. Okay, big win for him. It is over Nova Scotia. Puts him back in the playoff race and basically puts Nova Scotia out. Uh, meantime, uh, Mike McEwen's four and two with Ontario. In a group that has two five and one teams, Brendan Botcher and Brad Gushu. The two six and oh teams in the other pool play tonight. That's Alberta's Kevin Cooey and Manitoba's Matt Dunstone. Catch all the uh, Briar action on TSN. Tier Walker scored the equalizer from Russell, Ontario. Good local boy. Atletico Ottawa played their uh, preseason friendly debut in 2023 against U Day. Sanse, third-tier team in Spain, 2-2 the final today. Uh, some Champions League, Bayern Munich with Alfonso Davies in the starting lineup. 2-0 winners over PSG, so they're off to the quarterfinals with a 3-0 aggregate win. Tottenham couldn't get the goal that they needed against AC Milan. They're out of the Champions League. Uh, Milan wins 1-0 on aggregate. And some big Eastern Ontario Junior League action tonight on three fronts. Arn Priors at Smith Falls at six. Packers lead that series 1-0. Uh, Ottawa Junior Canadians at Richmond at 8-20. That series is tied 1-1. We saw game one. Graham Creech and I. And the Perth Blue Wings in Athens to take on the Arrows at 7-30. Blue Wings in that series. I'll be there with our uh, good pal Sean Pugger. Williams. Athens, Ontario. Yeah, 7.30 oh. start. Probably won't be making uh, puck drop. If you want to delay it to about 7.40 or 7.45 in Athens tonight, that would be unbelievable, but I'm not expecting that's going to be the case. Well, we can get you out of here a couple of minutes early. Is it really 90 minutes to Athens? I got to stop in Stittsville. Oh, okay. And then we're driving together. So it's probably going to be 740, 745 oh, okay. when we make it. Well, maybe tell Pugger to meet you in halfway. Just reading some of the 
game notes for tomorrow night's game. Senators and the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, and let's get to that, and I want to get to uh, Bruce Garriock's story as well. Yep. How many sweeps did the Seattle Kraken have so far this year over teams? Twelve. They're looking for their sixth of the season. Okay. Which I find still an amazing number. They've swept Buffalo, Columbus, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh so far. Beating the teams they're supposed to beat, right? Like, the Pittsburgh sweep is impressive, and the rest are just, all right, they're taking care of business, right? Well, hopefully Ottawa's not number six. We should have been talking about an Ottawa sweep against Chicago. Yep. Simple as that, right? TCB, you get the crackers in your briefcase, TCB, and then you move on. But it didn't happen, and now they have to go out and beat better teams and a real good team in Seattle. I'm anxious to watch this game tomorrow night for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, it's a big one for the Ottawa Senators, Mm -hmm. but I worked the game where they lost 8-4 at home Mm -hmm. and was really impressed with Seattle, with what they brought to the table that night. It wasn't a good night for the Ottawa Senators, but really liked the way they played. And now... Curious to see them again. Because I don't really know where they stand when it comes to a West that is wide open. But part of me thinks, why not Seattle? If if Vegas could go to the Stanley Cup final with a team that was similarly built, right? Not a lot of top-end stars. Mm-hmm. But in year one, they a lot of good hockey players on line one, two, three, and four. That feels like a recipe for success in the playoffs. And when all four of your lines are contributing and you're getting 20-plus points at this stage of the season from all of your forwards, you're going to be a tough team to play against. And there's no juggernaut in the West this year. Colorado is still the team to beat because they won the Stanley Cup last year. They're a lesser version this year, but they're still a very dangerous team with their core. Yep. They've had some injuries. but But this Seattle team... In that division with Vegas and Calgary and Edmonton and Los Angeles, like if I was picking a team, I'd pick Edmonton, but I don't have a ton of faith in that pick. It's just based on the fact that they've got five really good forwards. But are you picking five really good forwards again, kind of like the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night? Or are you picking. 12 deep. In a one-game shot, I'd probably want the five. But in a seven-game series when you can wear teams down, four lines each and every night, I think we probably need to look at Seattle as a bit of a threat once the playoffs start. But I want to see it again tomorrow night. The only thing that scares me about Seattle in the playoffs is the goaltending. Because both of their goalies have save percentages of under 900. And for Vegas, built that way, they also had Marc-Andre Fleury between the pipes. But I, I think you make really good points, AJ. And it's it's really impressive what they've done, especially when you factor in that the goaltending has been not, not all that great for them this year. And they're putting together a heck of a season. The thing with 
Grubauer is, at least he's been there before, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, and, and, and Martin Jones as well. They've, they've played a lot of playoff hockey. They have the six most goals in the National Hockey League with, I wouldn't, I mean, you've been over it. Without a star. Without a star. And years is a for, potential star of the future. Yeah, he is, for sure. But without a star, they're number six in goals four in the National Hockey League. That does mean they come at you in waves. They have to, because they don't have that star. Uh, you mentioned Bruce Garriock with an article about league sources telling him that the league's received three bids for the Senators and possibly a fourth. And the bids are in and goes over the three that they know of. The Remington Group, Ryan Reynolds at the front and center of that one. Uh, Michael Anlauer, we've known about that one. And the Kimmel family, Jeffrey and Michael Kimmel. Those three are for sure in and have put bids in and possibly a fourth. That Nico Sparks, Los Angeles-based producer, put together a consortium and entered a bid a couple of weeks ago. But three are in, and now maybe the next stage. Coming up, possible rebidding if they're close. Or maybe they just decide. Yeah, it's fun, interesting times, right? It's nice to have this distraction of a big game tomorrow night and then two big games on the weekend. And the business side will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And we'll see exactly how the next few weeks will play out. And when the time comes, the time comes. I, I just hope, and I think all of Ottawa hopes, if it's not the Remington group, right? And maybe that's just not the best bid. If it's not the Remington group, then I hope there's quote-unquote rebidding because the rebidding means they want Reynolds with one of the other groups. And Reynolds in a primary role, too. An important role. Not just an ambassador. Mm Mm-hmm. That that's what I hope. I I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I it has to be the Remington group because when it comes to that part of it, right? The dollars, what's at stake, it's gonna be different pay grade for me. But I do think that the entire market has this expectation that he's gonna be a part of it and he's gonna be a significant part of it. So if it isn't the Remington group, they need to find a way to make something else work. Yeah, it would be tough, I think, for a group to come in, not have them be a part of it, and not have it be looked at as a bit of a negative. Plus, the NHL, I think it's been quite clear that they want Ryan Reynolds as part of it. So, when you have the NHL guiding you in that regard, yeah, there's, there's going to be some talks. Hey, you spelled it out earlier this week. We might like your bid better, but we don't like it if Ryan Reynolds isn't a part of it. So it's better than the other two 
But if Reynolds isn't a big part of it, then we don't like it better. Feels like that's going to be the case. Well, yeah, everything's so secretive, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so hard to know. I just want to know when the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, that whoever the group is, Ryan Reynolds is a part of that group. In the article, it said July 1st, but that's a floating date. Ideally, you'd like to have it before that. Done before the draft, right? Yep. Before the draft and certainly before free agency. Yep. To kind of have the new group chart the course of the organization. Exactly. Before we go to break, some more news, and this will be near and dear to your heart. You mentioned you showed me a video earlier. What was that video? Syracuse. Losing? Oh, yeah. Big buzzer beater, Wake Forest over Syracuse. Jim Beheim, 47 years. Calling it a career. He's packing it in. Packing it in. Syracuse men's basketball put out a tweet. Legendary coaching tenure that turned this program into a perennial national power comes to a close after 47 years. Thank you, Coach Jim Beheim. 47 years. Yeah, great program. Always a, a fun place to watch a game, but I'm surprised this didn't happen earlier. I think he named his successor. They had a coach in waiting, I don't know, like 12 years ago. Long past due, but won a national championship. Carmelo Anthony had some great teams. You think of Pearl Washington and some of the other. Derek Coleman, the other great players that they had when the Big East truly was the beast in college basketball. It's still a pretty good conference. They've found a way to get beyond the fact that football has taken over at a lot of these schools and revenue and all that. Big East basketball matters, and it's still a very important conference with the likes of Villanova and Georgetown and Providence and Seton Hall and Syracuse not part of the Big East anymore. They're part of the ACC, but when they were, my goodness, some great battles back in the day. And Jim Beheim had them competitive virtually each and every year with that 2-3 zone defense. Which, no, which wasn't really the most exciting brand of basketball? Well, not only that, it probably hindered some of the pro opportunities, I think. Mm -hmm. Right? The, the fact that they played that, because a lot of guys at Syracuse played their best basketball at Syracuse. Right. There's exceptions. They produced some really good players. Most notably, Carmelo Anthony. But, yeah, that would be the downside, but the upside is... They had a great program for a long time and wish them all the best in retirement. Adrian Autry is the new head coach. Based on uh, my quick attempt at research, I think he's been an assistant under Bayheim since 2010. Um, but it, Donna DeToda, who uh, covers 
Sports uh, for Syracuse.com and the Post Standard saying that uh, Adrian Autry is in. And uh, I believe she was the first one to have it before uh, Syracuse put out the official release. And Jim Beheim retiring would mean, AJ, the longest tenured coach in NCAA basketball would be. Pretty famous guy. Northern Tom Izzo. Oh, right. there you go. 1995. That's a big gap, right? You're you're going from 76 to 95. Yep. But still, to have a job at the same place since 1995. Yeah, no, for sure. So, but it just goes to show what Jim how long Beheim was there. 47 years. <laughs> Incredible. All right, we'll take a break. Leave for Sage, AJ Jackiebeck, Matt Conisvita with another look at your traffic and weather here on The Drive on TSN 1200. The Drive continues on TSN 1200. Welcome back to The Drive here on TSN 1200. Leave for Sage, AJ Jackiebeck, Matt Conisvita. Well, this is a great hour of music. A little L7, a little Blondie. Sounds like somebody programmed it on his own. Yeah, AJ was a little upset with me after I played Celine Dion. I could tell. Yeah, but it was a great tune. We even got a text about how great the tune was. I didn't say I was upset. No, you, you didn't looked say up, you, you were. looked upset. But I, I've known you sir, for some time. Yeah. I could sense that you were getting a little frustrated with the music, yeah. so you wanted to get some picks in. And you know what? They've been great. I would say the music today has been pretty great start to finish, <laughs> but uh, we're finishing strong. Speaking about pretty great, the Ottawa 67s are pretty great. You want to win four tickets to go see them against Peterborough Pizza on March the 24th? Call her 12 right now at 750-1200. Star 1200 on the Bell Network. Get through to Matt Connors Vita. That's all you got to do to win four tickets to go see the Ottawa 67s and the Peterborough Pizza March the 24th, 750-1200. Star 1200 on the Bell Network. Good luck. As we move on into March and into April, tickets are going to become hotter and hotter, AJ. The tickets to go see the Ottawa 67s play hockey. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Maybe even play Kingston for the first time in like 40 years. That'd be a nice first round series. How can you go for like 40 years without playing your closest rival in the playoffs? An amazing stat. Well, it's damning on Kingston because Ottawa, right? If if both teams keep winning, and Ottawa's had a lot of good teams in forty years, mm-hmm. Kingston hasn't. I would agree. Be a nice start for the sixty sevens. I think facing the Frontenacs. Right now, they would play Oshawa, though. Mm-hmm. Give them a little bit Kingston's more difficulty. Yeah. Well, Peterborough will be one of the teams they're going to have to beat. Looks like Peterborough's got a good team. So Matt's on the phones right now. March the 24th. Getting near the very end of the season. Got all 67s and the Peterborough Peets. By the way, it is 42 years. 
They played the Kingston Canadians in the 1981 playoffs. 42 years. Like, they've played Cornwall since then. (laughs) They've played the Toronto Marlboros since then. They've played Cornwall, like, four times since then. Five. I was going to say, how many other teams that don't exist at Brampton? Well, Belleville Bulls. Belleville, yeah. North Bay Centennials. Owen Sound Platers. Well, let's get to it, Frontenacs. Get back up Wake in the up. eight. Exactly. Wake up and figure it out. <laughs> get back in the eight spot to face the Ottawa 67s. All right. I know Matt Connors is busy on the phones. We're going to get to Tim Stutzla in a second, but Matt's going to come on first, I believe, with who's gotten through to him. Shalane Hanna. Wow! Shalane Hanna. Caller 12. Very Let's excited. Let's go. We're going to see the Ottawa 67s. Very good. Fired up? How could you not be fired up? One of the best teams in the country. All right. Exciting times. Tim Stutzla. Talk to the meet. Safe to assume that you're looking forward to getting back on the ice and trying to get a bounce back game in. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, that totally wasn't the way we wanted to play. But in the end, uh, I think we always talk about it as a good team. Uh, you you got to play the same way every single game. And uh, we didn't play that way. And um, I got to be way better. I wasn't great that game. So um, I take uh, yeah, I take their personal and um, try to get better tomorrow. Yeah, that end result in Chicago obviously is the, the worst kind of reminder, right? That you just have to do what you do best. Yeah, 100%. I mean... Um, we, we turned too many pucks over. We gave up probably 10 2-on-1s, uh, yeah, 5 3-on-2s, uh, and just wasn't good enough. It wasn't the way we wanted to play. We, we kind of pinched. We didn't have F3 when we had to, and, um, yeah, we, we just got to turn the page and uh, had a really good day off yesterday and um, turn the page and get back to it tomorrow. Before the Chicago game, this team was scoring in bunches. I think it was 27 goals in five games. How crucial is it going to be to find that again against this Seattle team, which also can score in bunches? Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, I I wouldn't say we shouldn't have scored against Chicago. I think we had some chances. Uh, I just remember me having a couple in the first period there alone. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we had 35 shots. So uh, there are going to be some games like that. I mean, uh, their goalie has been playing great. And, um, yeah, give them credit. Uh, they worked really hard and um, checked us uh, the, the whole night. So uh, tomorrow is going to be really important to, to get a couple of goals. But, Floss, uh, most important is to play good defense here and um, help Sobe out. On a personal note, I believe the last time you guys played Seattle, you had a hat trick. Is there an element of that that you can uh, kind of carry forward and uh, bring to the team tomorrow? Uh, yeah, maybe I have to uh, look back at that game and see what I did, but uh, I'm just trying to play my game every night. And uh, yeah, teams play different. Uh, I mean, uh, it's been a while since we've played them, so uh, we just got to play our game, focus on ourselves, and I think we'll be really good tomorrow. Awesome. Did you see the Crocs that uh, Brady picked out for you? For me? No, I haven't seen it. But I started the video, uh, and it, I didn't want to see him that day, so uh, I just, uh, just yeah, cut the video <laughs> right off. No, we're going to have to get a reaction. <laughs> Lindsay picked for you. Super nice. Really? Yeah. All right, there's Tim Stutzla. Taking some responsibility, saying I wasn't very good that game. Take it personally. Need to be better. 
I also like his answer about the about the Crocs. No, not really. But the he had a hat trick against the Seattle Kraken last game. Well, they lost eight four. I don't know how much momentum anyone can take from a game you lost eight four two months ago. Well, even if they would have won, yeah, it's two months ago. But anyways, yeah, no, no big deal. But I like no, I like the fact though that he's not. Yeah, I played well that game, and I can take like no, it's it's now it's didn't play very well last game. We need to be better. Yeah, and there's certain teams, right? <laughs> we talked about this with Chicago. Certain teams that individuals or teams play well against. Love to see a Tim Stutzla hat trick tomorrow. I shouldn't go down this road and asking you this right now because I feel like it could lead to more than we have time for. But I've had now three discussions in the last couple of days. I'll include this short one here about matchups, right? And certain teams you just don't have good matchups against. Are we that crazy to throw out the fact that maybe that's an advantage that you could give a playoff team? Like a number one seed going in to get to pick between a couple of teams you might not have a good matchup against? Like other other leagues do it. The Swedish Elite League does it. Co- I don't like it. A couple other leagues do it. Okay, what don't you like about it? Because I really do like it, and I'm not trying to just be on the opposite. I really think the advantage is there for the team that gets to select if it is a bad matchup for them. doesn't matter. So how does it work? Like, can they, if if you're, so let's say, are you talking about a one to eight? Yes. I would hope you're only allowed to pick five, six, seven, or eight. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think if you're number five, mm-hmm. you you played well enough to avoid number one. Okay, but does that not go against your theory of the NBA of like, hey, you don't want to be in the seven to ten range? Then don't be in the seven to ten range. Don't be in the in the bottom five to eight if you don't want to be there. I just think the, I don't love it. Okay, I, I'm not saying it's got no merit because other leagues have used it. I know there's men's leagues that have used it and. That sort of thing. I'm not looking, like, other leagues I think have used it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Not a lot, though. But they've used it for the drama, right? The drama of the selection, and then the team that gets picked, you know, has a chip on their shoulder. They think they can beat us. That's why I don't think it's an advantage for the team that finishes first. The advantage for the team that finishes first is they just get that team. They don't have to, well, we picked you. Right. I, I think those... Sports in 2023 is so further advanced on video and scouting and everything else that some teams you just don't have a good matchup against. No matter what their record is, no matter what your record is, you don't match up well against them. And this would allow a team that finishes in the top to select or to get away from a bad matchup, regardless of whether that says 1-8. Maybe they're just if not a good if matchup. If you're 1 and you're playing 8 and 8's not a good matchup, you're not a very good 1. Okay, but here would be my example. Let's say the Senators make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Okay? 
if they make the playoffs in the last two or three months, they're going to be the hottest team in the National Hockey League. They're going to have to be to get there. Yeah. So already you're taking a team that's the hottest team in the NHL if they get there. Now they've beaten Boston twice this year already. Not a lot of teams have checked that box off. And maybe Boston just doesn't want to be in this physical series that Ottawa and Brady could chuck. They don't need it. And they want someone else. What's wrong with that? I I want to see an advantage for the top team. And I think this is actually a good way of doing it. Regard And yeah, it gives a little bit of drama. It gives the other team a chip on their shoulder. I don't care about that, though. I care about actually giving an advantage to a team that earns the opportunity and the opportunity that the Boston Bruins are going to get. If they get Ottawa, you're going to get the hottest team in the NHL in the last couple of months. And you know what happened when the St. Louis blues became the hottest team in the NHL? Well, they weren't an eight seed either. No, they got ahead because the conference stunk, but they were still since January the 7th, the hottest team in the NHL. And they got into the playoffs and they won the Stanley cup. I'd like to avoid that team. If I'm the number one seed, because I have I don't a better think Boston's concerned. No, I'm, but you're, you're missing the point. I, no, I, no, I'm not missing the point. I don't, I don't think I don't, Boston's I don't like concerned it. about anybody right now. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm not crapping on it. It's a decent idea, but I don't like it. Can, can, can those two things be the same? Of course they can. So there you go. It's, it's not a bad idea. I don't like it. Simple as that. You're not selling me. Matt, <laughs> be a tiebreaker. Come on. An advantage for a number one team. Bad matchups. I I like the idea, but what happens if none of the teams you can pick are a better matchup for you or a worse matchup for you? Like Out of four teams? You, you can't find one that's a better matchup out of five, six, seven, eight? Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, but I, then, then you really... I'm with you, but considering the NHL stopped allowing teams to be picked at the All-Star game, <laughs> like after, what, two years of doing that? Because yeah. it was too, like, I, I just don't think, All right. I, I like the idea, I just don't think it's realistic to expect it to happen. But you know what? I'm for it. I'm for the nobody believes in us. We're <laughs> We're the fifth best team in the conference, and they think that they can beat us, and they picked us, like... I love the drama that that would add. I love the storylines that you would get from picking your opponent. That would be amazing. I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Just trying to come up with a situation that has the number one team that has the greatest advantage. That's all. I think it's a disadvantage because I don't think you want to give the other team any bulletin board material at all. Mm -hmm. And it's immediate bulletin board material. For the teams that get picked. Well, I agree with that. But you're also getting the best matchup for your team. Well, Ottawa, and Ottawa's lost to Chicago 10 straight times. Yeah, I, I don't know why. No idea why. A team sucks. And they beat Ottawa 10 times in a row. Okay? Bad matchup. Well, bad matchup, but Ottawa hasn't been very good either, right? Let's... <laughs> Call a spade a spade. They're better this year, but for five years, 
two bad teams have played each other and one's won ten times. I missed Monday's show. Did AJ get his Wrexham tickets? I did. Yeah. Concerns on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. From people. It's like when the Bengals play the Browns. Bad matchup. Tickets exactly. The, uh, exactly. The tickets to the Knotts County first second matchup go on sale Friday. But okay. Yeah. Feel like you've won the lottery no, well, already. I, we've already booked our flights. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back with final segment of the drive coming up on TSN 1200. Let's get back to the drive on the home of the Sens, TSN 1200. Welcome back to the drive. Lieber Sage, AJ Jakubek, and Matt Conesvita, International Women's Day. We had a great interview with Terry Gray. Had some great women singing. AJ? Yeah, there's a lot of great female artists that I love hearing from just barely scratch the surface on that. Mm -hmm. And we played Celine Dion too. You know how many people were rocking out (laughs) to that song? Rocking out. Yeah. We had a text that said they need to turn the channel for a couple of minutes because they need to listen to the whole song. and We didn't let the whole song play. Is that Cartman with come sail away? I'm not a big South park guy. But I'm pretty sure that mm. if there's a song that if Cartman hears the beginning of it, he mm. needs to sing the entire thing. And that was Joe. Joe, when he heard the uh, opening notes of It's All Coming Back to Me Now. I love that song. It's a great song. Meatloaf does it as well. Love Meatloaf. So Frogger's in. Apparently we have two Froggers, by the way. I don't know how we got two Froggers. I've definitely... Met your pal Frogger mm-hmm. at the TSN suite. Got I don't that. know if I've met Murph Frog. Mm. But the Frogger that I met last night in Embrun, mm-hmm. right? So, all right, boys, just got caught up in the naming controversy. This is your pal Frogger, not the Murph Frog. Imposter. Had a great night in Embrun last night watching the Panthers beat the Vikings with AJ. I'm the one and the same that you met at the Sens game in the suite before COVID. Someone else wants to try to float my handle. Don't be fooled. Great to hear about a great Russell Embrin kid like Tier Walker. I coached Tier and his brother in hockey for a few years. Great kids. Take care, boys. Go Sens. That's from your pal Frogger, the one and only. Are you the one and only? Feels, Apparently not. Feels like that Apparently. might. I feel like. So who's Murph Frog? Like, what, what? Yeah, he's a regular texter as well. Okay. I feel like it's got to be Murfrog and and Frogger now. I agree. I think Murfrog was second. And Murfrog's okay. Murfrogger, whatever you want to go with. But your pal Frogger well, been with us for a long time. They're they're one and one A. But it's Frogger and it's Murfrog. What what's going through your mind when you just sit there silently? What? What goes through your mind? Like, well, I don't know. When I you sit to... there silently sometimes <laughs> when you're plainly ignoring everything else around you. What goes through your mind? 
in those times, AJ? <laughs> I just know that silence probably isn't the best thing for the medium. Sometimes you let it breathe, right? Oh, because you've told me to let it breathe a couple of times yeah. already today. I guess there are certain times that you shouldn't talk, and then there are times you have to talk. Yammering on, AJ. Yammering's yeah. okay. Yeah. Will you be yammering on in Athens, Ontario tonight? Oh, fired up about Athens. Never been. I don't even think I've been through Athens. It's, and don't take this the wrong way, people of Athens, it's a tough place to just go through because it's not really on the road to anywhere unless you're on the back roads in the first place. You're not just sailing through. You need a reason to go to Athens. And you have a reason tonight. I wonder if they have like Greek food at, (laughs) right? Like it's Athens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know the history of the city, so... I'm not going to sit here. And... Like at the canteen tonight, am I getting souvlaki? I'll go with no, but. I kind of feel like they should. To be proven wrong. Like if I'm going to be Athens, be Athens. Yeah, but. <laughs> hey, you're, it's your junior hockey tour. You're going with Pugger tonight. Who will talk more in the car? It's a, it's a 50-50 split. Like I, I actually don't know. Is is that implying that both of us talk a lot? No, maybe it's implying that you'll sit there in silence, looking at each other and with this dazed look on your face. <laughs> Not implying anything. I'm sure we'll have great conversations to and from Athens. Yes, you will. About the uh, tzatziki fries that <laughs> I'm going to have tonight. <laughs> like there should be, when you get into the Athens arena, there should be like this thing about the... The Acropolis should be built like this thing should be built like the Acropolis. That thing was built, I don't know, thousands of years ago. It's good architecture. People of Athens, AJ's coming. Fired up. Ready to go. A little Junior B hockey tonight. 7.30. Get ready. Uh, yeah, 7.30. Game tonight in Smith Falls as well. That's at 6. Mm-hmm. And a game tonight uh, in Richmond. At eight twenty, okay. So a so, lot, some great junior B playoffs tonight, and good. We'll get ready for the Sens and Kraken tomorrow because that's it's a big one for the Ottawa Senators. It really is. The Islanders, the Islanders are kind of setting the pace here. Well, the Islanders play Pittsburgh tomorrow. Yeah, that's not ideal. <laughs> I, that's going to be a bit of a. I'll, I'll tell you this: I want the Islanders to win in regulation. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. That surprises me, but because we can talk that, about it tomorrow. That Islander schedule makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you claw back Pittsburgh, it's better to have two teams to catch okay. than one. Well, we can discuss that on the program tomorrow. Regulation either way, though. Yeah. No three-point games. Dave Smart will be on tomorrow. From out east with the men's basketball starting Friday, but the women start tomorrow. Yeah, big game for Carlton. Yeah. They're going to play... The host tomorrow night, exactly. Cape Breton, survive in advance. That's all it's about at this time of year. All right, we'll have Anne fun. Murray, love it. Have fun in Athens. Hope killer's listening. Killer will be very happy about this. Have fun in Athens tonight. Matt, thank you very much, and we'll reconvene tomorrow, 2 o'clock.
here on The Drive on TSN 1200. Have a great night.